you smell that? That is the smell of NBA playoffs in the air. Well, (laughs) I'm in L.A., so it's also the smell of smog and pot. But for you, unless you're in the Ciudad de los Angelitos, it's the smell of NBA playoffs. And Bet Online is the place to go to place your bets. Plus, they have a lot of really cool props. When it comes to the NBA playoff action, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. What's really cool is just for being friends with JT and Looney on the JT and Looney podcast, if you head to betonline.ag right now, este momento, and sign up. Just for being friends with JT and Looney, you'll get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Proud sponsor of the JT and Looney podcast, episode 87. And a special emergency podcast. It almost <laughs> is about as live as a podcast could be. I just finished my radio show on Mad Dog Sports Radio on Sirius XM. You're in the green room. We were waiting and stalling because the Lakers were on this heroic comeback because Chris Paul kept shooting threes for no reason. And the fighting champions have been eliminated in the first round of the postseason. And the first time in history of LeBron James' glorious career that he's gone out in the first round of the playoffs. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I think it's amazing. It's one of the strengths. Remember, Michael Jordan went out three times in the first round and two times didn't play in the playoffs because he wanted to hit a baseball in Birmingham. Right. And no one remembers that. All the Jordan apologists forget that there were two times where he didn't play in the first round because he quit on his team to leave to play wink, wink baseball. And three other times he couldn't get past the bad boys or whoever it was early in his career. So Michael Jordan, this happened to him not often, well, more than it ever happened to LeBron James. You know, and it's been whispered in hushed tones about, is it Netflix? Who's going to do the 18-part series on Michael Jordan and the real cause behind his father's murder and the real reason why he left the NBA? Is it Netflix that's doing it? It's, it's some independent autonomous organization do you remember i know you're never supposed to ask your happy chatter companion a question that he can't answer unless you know the answer do you know the answer or unless you have a podcast you can go back and edit it and take it out <laughs> and about lebron it's more yeah, about okay. forget about jordan it's more about lebron getting eliminated and there's so much meat on the bone in this jt and looney podcast because what it does it will it will fire up the lebron detractors the lebron haters the Jordan lovers. Mm-hmm. And now we have something to point out and said, LeBron never failed this badly by losing in the first round than he did. And it was because Anthony Davis wasn't healthy. If Anthony Davis is healthy, I think they win and get out of the first round. Yeah. And I knew Anthony Davis wasn't healthy when the score was five to two. Yeah. I, I remember the first time he tried to swipe at a ball, but he just looked up on his tippy toes. He didn't jump. He just swiped at it like a lazy defensive player, which he's not. And I could see he was moving around like Aunt Mary out there. You know, Aunt Mary needed my mom. Go help Aunt Mary. I remember my mother hollering that at every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, every Easter dinner. 
get out in the car and help Aunt Mary get in the house. And that's exactly the way Anthony Davis was moving around. Like right. Aunt Mary. I knew it the moment the game started. I said, oh, my God, he's not going to be playing on this game very long. And he wasn't. Now, what I love about this topic is there's so many weekend warriors and radio hosts that mock Anthony Davis. He's one of the most elite athletes in the world, right? He's a big guy. He's got an injury. So you would love this. I went to a, I've been going to a trainer. And oh, good. Working out in. And oh, great. Yeah, it's good. Good. Good side story. If it works, it'll be a great podcast about three months from now. So remind me. Yes. Of, uh, oh, my God. Trainers, you know, as you know, I've gone to trainers before, even though I should be a trainer. I've gone to trainers myself because, you know, they, the trainers don't know all the latest stuff. They can get you out of ruts. Yep. Oh, I'm so happy you're going to a trainer. I'm but, so happy. About but the, I'll tie this in analogy to Anthony Davis. Okay. So, this trainer likes to do a lot of reaching and a lot of lunging, right? A lot of reaching and you know, moving your core yep. and all this. So I was getting through this part of the session where we had to squat down with this medicine ball. Right. And right around way we squat six, seven, eight, uh, little inside Anthony Davis in that quad or thigh. Oh, it oh, felt yeah. really bad really quickly. And I dropped the ball and said, stopped. I don't want to Anthony Davis this and go a little bit, but Hey, the next time I went to see him, it was better. But again, I, I say this, I say this because no one on the radio or on a podcast should criticize Anthony Davis. He did something that I loved in this game. He tried to play. He was injured. He warmed up. He played. Yeah. He couldn't play. Anymore. I was stunned. I was stunned I, to see him. Got to give him credit for that because Barkley's been ripping on him. They call him street clothes. Anthony Davis, they've been killing him on inside the NBA. And if he didn't try to play, he would have got killed by his critics for not yep. being able to go. And now that he played, you would agree? Leave him alone. Leave him the fuck alone. He tried to play. He doesn't deserve any criticism from anybody. And nobody of Barkley's size, especially, should be picking on Anthony Davis because Barkley knows abnormally large people have abnormal health problems that's no news flash there's nobody the size of anthony davis in an old folks home in the country nobody the size of Shaq. nobody the size of oprah whose weight goes up and down and up and down it's uh it's really tough for abnormally uh, abnormal sized people and i had a friend a big clipper friend you know this big clipper friend who was uh teasing me and texting me about anthony davis and I didn't say that because this friend of uh, a colleague of ours is very, very large, very, very abnormally large human being. And I didn't want to give my comment. Abnormally large people have abnormal health problems because this person is abnormally large. I didn't think it would be polite, but that's what happens to people that size. And you got to give him credit about this. He has never missed a playoff game due to injury until this year. So he was able to manage his injuries throughout his career, and luck was involved, I'm, sh I'm sure, with that, where he had never missed a playoff game until now. And no, there's, there's no reason to trash a guy who you know is giving 110% when he's hurt. As the most foreknown, famous Laker apologist, how are you handling this loss? Because it destroys the calendar in L.A. I mean, everybody goes to a restaurant inside. The weather's incredible. Yeah. Oh, look up in the corner. Oh, the Laker game is on. You call your friends. Hey, what are you doing Thursday, Sunday afternoon? Oh, you're not going to the beach? You want to go to the, the bar at the beach? Oh, the Laker game's on here. Wiped out of yeah, I know. Angeles's calendar. Yeah, and it's uh, everybody goes to the weather to the restaurants outside, and not because we are forced outside because of COVID, because we live in Los Angeles, we do everything outside. We never even think about the weather. They have weddings outside, and we don't even have backup plans. And this is one of the you know we tend to uh, 
to take this for granted and have June. Now it would be July to watch Laker playoffs. And uh, for quite a number of years, it wasn't. And now LeBron bought him, brought them back because whatever team LeBron is on, it usually goes to the finals. You got to give him credit about that, too. Uh, every team, you know, the Wizards didn't go to the finals. When Michael Jordan went to the Wizards, no matter where LeBron goes, the team goes to the finals. So this is a little blip on the radar screen because the Cavaliers went to the finals. The, Heats went, the Heat went to the finals. Cavaliers went to the finals. Then he comes to the Lakers. They go to the finals. So that's something that Michael couldn't do if people want to play the Michael card constantly. It's so annoying, but they do because Michael's daddy in this country. And uh, and LeBron James is and Kobe, as we can point out, both did plenty of things that Michael was completely incapable of doing. Well, I said this and I mean this about LeBron James. I have LeBron James is already on the Mount Rushmore Mm -hmm. of all time great players. So he's already top four. I believe he has a chance to get to one. Okay, I've said this. I pointed it out. I'm not a LeBron fan at all. But I think LeBron, because of all of his achievements, the biggest ones are going to be on the back, back end of his career. What Tom Brady's doing with Tampa and LeBron already has a ring in COVID in the bubble with the Lakers. I think he'll catch another ring. This team will get healthier. They'll get free agents. Unlike my Knicks, where no one wants to play in the number one media market. People want to play with LeBron all the time in L.A. And if LeBron does this, he will lap Michael Jordan. I've said it on this podcast 100 times. He will surpass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer in the history of the NBA. He'll be the all-time leading scorer in playoff history. He'll have every record that matters. He won't be perfect in the finals. He'll have five rings or six, and that will put him there. He'll never catch Bill Russell. He might not catch Jordan, but he's an individual player. It's an individual award to be considered great. Jerry West was great. He barely ever won. He could never win. Right. right. Elgin Baylor was brilliant. He couldn't win. Still a great player. LeBron won and he lapped everybody with stats that could make him the greatest, even after losing in the first round. He also lapped Tom Brady in the way that LeBron has one wife and children. He lapped Kobe Bryant in the way that LeBron never got arrested. He lapped Michael Jordan in the way that LeBron, whatever team he went to, ended up going to the finals and winning the finals. So LeBron laps everybody when it comes to a lot of things. This is a guy that that was famous when he was in high school, and we knew his name when he was in high school. And it's really tough for any kid in America uh, to, uh, to go from age 15 to age 37 without any brush with the law whatsoever, any whatsoever. And especially when all of a sudden, when, when the kid ha- ends up with a million dollars at 17, that's not going to enhance what a jerk he is. That usually, you know, if you're a jerk, that enhances your jerkiness. So obviously he's not. So he's done a lot, under the public eye and public scrutiny. He's pretty squeaky. He is, but another big point, and this is really the meat of this podcast, because mm-hmm. the Lakers lost. They've been eliminated in the first round. JT, along with Looney, we came on right after. So, I mean, right after the game ended, we came on. So, no matter when you're downloading this podcast, which we thank you, we're doing this in real time after the game. LeBron has done a couple of things recently that has made him public enemy number one, not by a few people, but millions mm-hmm. of people. First off, there's two big things. Uh, Number one, 
is the fact that when he sided with China over Hong Kong on that issue, which the NBA is very big in China, I understand that. And LeBron is the face of the NBA, so it's more complicated than you and I talking about it. But millions upon millions of people, a lot of them mostly conservative, Fox News watchers, whoever, despise LeBron on that, and they'll never forgive him. And then he did the doxing thing where he took a picture of a police officer in Columbus and put it up for people to see. And that was despicable in my mind. And what he did there was he took it down because he understood that. You never do that. You don't want to dox anyone, a mailman, a teacher, a doctor. He did it to a police officer in Columbus because he had strong feelings. He understood he crossed the line. He took it down and he lost millions of fans who he'll never win back. So this guy's not trading on a high right now. There's a lot of people that oh, don't okay. like LeBron James. He's Muhammad Ali. You, 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 Muhammad Ali's stock couldn't have been lower in the 60s and 70s. How's Muhammad Ali doing now? Tom Brady, how's Tom Brady doing right now? His stock is high. It could have been much higher upon his death with his legacy had he sided with Colin Kaepernick and had it balls to do the right thing and fight for others who weren't his color. Tom Brady doesn't have the balls to take a stand on anything. Michael Jordan never had the balls to take a stand on anything. And Kobe Bryant was also pretty apolitical as well. LeBron has the balls to be on the right side of history. Usually when we're on the right side of history, you're not popular at the time that you do it yeah that was wrong what he did with the police officer and wrong what he did with china however in the larger sense speaking out about social issues and talking about it, america does not like to talk about race it's our birthmark we like to grab makeup and cover it up we do not like to talk about it we do not own our issues it's a very european thing we could i'm irish we live with the elephant in the closet. We smile and pass the mashed potatoes. <laughs> you know that because you're 50% Irish, right? If there's an uncomfortable issue, you and I are both a lot of times that, well, let's smile, have a good time, and and uh, sweep it under the carpet. LeBron doesn't do that. And Americans in general, that's one of our, our characteristics. We just move on and sweep things under the carpet. And race, we do not like to talk about. And anyone who wants to talk about it, we get upset with them. LeBron doesn't care. And uh, that's, a, that's a leader. And I have no problem with that. And it's it, uh, what you brought up was brilliant because it really is a way to call out other people. Because when I talk about the NBA, more and more people don't like the NBA. I mean, it's a really fascinating topic. Mm. And I, I really want to do a deeper dive on this down the road. But with LeBron James, when, you, when people tell you that they don't like him and then they can't explain why, it's a weakness on them. Because if you push back on those people, if they say anything about Black Lives Matter, or racial injustice, right. then you look at that person and go, really, dude? LeBron's black. He's a black <laughs> basketball player. He's talking about black individuals who shot right. killed by police officers. That's why you don't like him? Well, it's, it's on you then if you don't get that. But when it gets back to the doxing in China, those are other issues. Well, that sucks. What, I, what I always yep. say about LeBron, he doesn't need any more fans. His brand is so bulletproof. His brand right. was Space Jam in the movies and the production company, Tom. He doesn't need, if he loses fans or gains fans, it doesn't affect his bottom line. He also did something that's really smart. He didn't really speak out about politics or anything political or social political issues until his brain was fully developed. Uh, you and I were shooting off our mouth about plenty of things before our play brains were fully developed. But he waited. He waited. And he, he didn't speak out until his 30s, until he had 
entrenched social political beliefs because usually before 30 a lot of times you don't you're busy drinking but he wasn't busy drinking he was busy working well a lot of people in their teens and 20s who are his contemporaries were busy drinking and partying and trying to figure out what they were doing with their lives he had one an incredibly successful life but he waited before he spoke about social political issues which was also a really smart thing he has i mean courses will be held in our colleges about how he he managed his brand over the years so conservatively over the years he 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 barely said anything about anything until he was about 30 unless it was about basketball he really did a brilliant job managing his career and yes did he step in it a couple of times yeah we all have to do that and you and i have, have always had a sense of humor of uh and ability to take a look at whether it's our political party or somebody who we voted for or a team we like or a favorite guy in our team, when they do something stupid, you and I always just own it. Because what's the difference? It's not, you, know, you, you, can't, you can't defend the indefensible. So I will defend LeBron on over all these other things I've said. Can't defend him on the China thing and can't defend him on the cop thing. You know, a couple of things are really hot buttons for me with the media because I've been doing this long enough now where if I have a strong opinion, like I, I got upset this week because people were spinning the numbers on ratings. They were saying, well, ratings are up 32.1% from inside the bubble last year. I'm like, really, you idiots? It should be up from inside the bubble. If you take the lowest rating, you know, the stock market's up 4,000 points. And yeah, if you take the low of the stock market in a crash and then you measure it today, of course it's up. So people always take the low and right. then they take the number and then they pad the number on that. But you know, I've been fascinated because where we used to work, where we used to work was the place where I think was the birth on the television side of the LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. And mm -hmm. I don't think it helped me on my way out the door there because I said it on the radio all the time. We were in Los Angeles, shows based out of Los Angeles. And even before LeBron got to L.A., I saw the dumbing down of America with LeBron James on the debate shows where every day in the offseason. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Right. Even when LeBron wasn't in the news, LeBron was talked about because it was low hanging fruit. It was easy for producers to write copy and scripts. Easy for the host to understand the topic. You take the wrong side. I'll take the right side. We'll debate it. Now LeBron's eliminated. We have all of June without LeBron, all of July without LeBron, and all of the off season without LeBron, where a lot of people depend on LeBron in our industry. I think one thing we noticed as well, even before LeBron, 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 the end, the explosion of NBA talk over the summer rather than NFL talk, NFL's coming, schedules, excitement, and college football's coming, schedule, excitement. How often have we talked about the NBA during the offseason over since Kobe, when Kobe got arrested in the summer and we talked about it all summer. And then it seems like every summer since. The NBA has found a way, which is great for the NBA, actually, uh, has found a way to be in the conversation and uh, in the debate shows on television, the fake debates. They have to come up with debates. And so I think for some reason, NBA made for better fodder on debate shows as they also grew since Kobe. Uh, and it's it's been great for the nba things are down now but it won't be for long this is as strong as the nba has ever been really oh this, this, oh my god wait wait wait, wait. Oh okay wait god. wait this this I, let me let me let me, let me what did you just say i know okay let me fix that this decade 
this decade has been as strong as the end. So it, it can fall back and it, it still will be a, a monster. The monster has taken a couple of hits over the past couple of years. Yes, but think of this decade, what that's been for the NBA and how many summers we spent talking about the NBA rather than rather than football. Yeah, I, I really believe because what I like to do is what you like to do. We like to talk to the people in person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And man, and it's not just white guys who I hang out with who are in their 50s like right. me. And it's not guys my dad's age or other people. The majority of people I talk to on a tee box playing golf or at a steakhouse or walking into a game, whatever. I always ask them, what do you think of the NBA? And everyone right now is so down on it. I can't believe it. I, it's just the perfect storm where people, the default mechanism for them to say is, oh man, I hate the NBA. I, don't, I haven't watched the NBA since blank. I don't watch the NBA anymore. They're woke. They're too political. I don't want to hear about it anymore. They talk too much about this instead of playing the game. And I get it so often that after getting it this many times, I agree with the people. I'm going to like the sport because I love it. But I understand why people are bailing on it, Tom. Yeah, but they're going to age out of relevance. It's 25 to 54. That's those and people 25 to 54 are who the advertisers want. And especially 18 to 34 is also as they're, as they're growing. And that's, it's huge with them. It's got a hip hop connection. They're not as upset to talk about race. People under 40 aren't upset with the conversation. And uh, people under 40 who aren't even comfortable with the conversation are used to the conversation. The, NF- the NBA has an incredibly strong future and strong leadership with Adam Silver. Well, let me ask you this. Say Tuesday night, a couple of weeks from now, I text you. It's June mm-hmm. 23rd. And I'm like, hey, uh, Tom, it's the Jazz versus the Nuggets. Uh, game three. <laughs> yeah, no, this is going to happen. This is definitely going to happen. <laughs> so get ready. I'm going to say Jazz versus the Nuggets, Tom. Uh, what do you think? Uh, it's game three. What do you think? And you're going to be like, wow, huh? Well, uh, 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 go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to have to get, we have, to, I do this, you do this, we do this for a living. So I got to fill three hours on a Tuesday night at the end of June. And I'm going to come out of a break with no one on hold going, oh, oh my God, it's 61 <laughs> to 48. And the Jazz are beating the Nuggets or the Jazz are beating the Suns. And I got to, I got to yeah. get people interested. You're yeah, going to say, can you come on? And I'm saying, no, I can't. <laughs> you know, I'm not ready. I, don't, I haven't watched. I don't know. Well, I've watched since the Lakers lost. Yeah, the big winner in all this is going to be Aaron Rodgers because all the coffee clubs and the debate shows are just going to pivot to Aaron Rodgers. To Aaron Rodgers, you're right. Aaron Rodgers is in Hawaii. He's aloof. He's playing guitar. He, this starlet that he wants to marry, who, by the way, I know everybody in the movies. I know everybody in the movies, the history of the movies. I have no idea who this gal is. I know. <laughs> She's a movie star, but I you know, don't know all of her movies. But we'll just pivot to some story this summer that will that we don't know what it's going to be and it's going to blow us away and here's another thing too, included you know out of uh, out of beneath the shadow of the hollywood sign there is the jv team and the clippers are the clippers dallas has two chances to beat the clippers once are the clippers done well depending on when people listen to the podcast it's fun to talk about because when the clippers were down in game three they were down in game three they were down Uh oh two game three they were down 18. I mean, that was one, two, three, Cancun. We're done. Yep. They're out. Like, they're going to Cancun. They didn't want to play. They came back and won two in a row in Dallas. And once they did it, I said, there's no way Dallas recovers because how could you ever really? that? And then 
Clippers are winning in LA and Dallas and Luca comes back. So that's been a fun series. It has been a fun, it has been a fun series and a star is born because as you say, people aren't watching the NBA as closely, or even if they're annoyed with it, they're only watching and paying attention to their hometown team or their favorite team. They're not paying attention to Luca and the Dallas Mavericks, but they have to pay attention to him now. And it's always great when a star is born and he's really uh, becoming a household name in households that never spoke his name before. One thing we talked about as we appreciate everybody listening to us over the pandemic and in the throes of the pandemic. I mean, when people were scared, I mean, people were getting COVID on a Tuesday and dying on the following Thursday. I mean, that's, that was real. And the reason we talked about it like that, because there was so many healthy people and people with prior conditions who were getting COVID and dying. And now we're at this point now where they're still ignorant people. I respect everyone, but I don't have a problem saying that they're ignorant people that won't get their vaccine. I cannot believe how many people not only have not got their vaccine, but now they're getting it because they could get a lottery ticket, a free ticket to a game. I'm going, this is this for some, not everybody, for some it's life and death because of their age and prior conditions. And they're sitting there rolling up their sleeves, getting the shot because they're like, Oh man, I'm going to be in the Ohio lottery. Uh, you know, I'm going to be in the Ohio lottery. So I, I, I came down here to get a vaccine really for tickets to Hamilton. Or for season, this is in L.A., tickets to Hamilton or season tickets to the Dodgers, season tickets to the Lakers and and stuff like that. It It is odd. We are an odd culture. We're finding out, I guess, through mass media and Internet, maybe we've always been this odd. We've just never have this much coverage of it. As you know, as Chris Rock said, this has always been happening with, with police. We just have everyone's got a camera now. And I think with the Internet, we're learning a lot more about kind of our odd culture. You know, you take a look at the way we were sold, the glory of World War Two. But back in World War Two, even you know, when the whole country came together, no, about 30, 30, 35 percent of the country was against, you know, the, the troops going overseas and being part of World War Two. And the entire time was against it. But that doesn't really make it into the history books. So we always have. Uh, we, we always have a certain percentage of the, this country that uh, zigs when the rest of us are zagging and they do it at the wrong time when we all should be zagging. Well, we're 100% open in Vegas and think about uh-huh. that for a second. Yeah. We're 100% open and we, what all we were doing was copying LA. If Gavin Newsom in LA said right. we're 25%, oh, we were 25%. Right. You were 30%. Oh, we went to 30, but then we went back to 25 And I remember for over a year being here and talking to my friends over text or over the phones because we really weren't seeing each other. And they're all in the hospitality business or the food business, entertainment business. I live in Vegas. And they were like, oh, wait, the governor's speaking on Friday. Will we go from 25 to 50? Which going from 25 to 50 saved jobs. Yeah. Businesses and the the meeting would end. No, no, no. It's going to be another three weeks at 25%. Now we're a hundred percent, so it's insanity. Out and it's going to be like the Roaring Twenties. Yeah, and people are going to want to get to Vegas. I, I I'm constantly seeing my friends now going to Vegas, uh, where no one was going anywhere before. You know, uh, my good friend, Mr. KFI, Mr. KBC, Mark Germain, who I've introduced you to a few times, and um, he, you know, he has a daughter that got 
you know, because she spent her formative years, her teenage years in Vegas, she got a degree in, you know, hotel management and marketing or whatever it's called. And got a great job, I think, with MGM or one of those. And then the pandemic. You know, she's just starting her life at 21, 22, gets this cool job, a good job, and then has to move back home because all the hotels close. And places that depend on, you know, on the, the economy doing well, like Vegas, need a roaring 20s environment in order to, you know, hit those difficult margins in the hotel. Yeah, and, and that's and, happening. And that's, that's great. Now, what, what I love about what we do with our history, you and I together, is you're from Elmira, New York. I'm from Massapequa, Long Island. Uh, you live in L.A. I live in Vegas. I lived in San Francisco, mm -hmm. San Diego. We got a pretty good feel. Yep. Different cities and what's going to happen. And all these cities are opening up now. People are taking off their masks. They're getting on planes. They're starting to see their family again. And I really look at this podcast and the history of this podcast especially when we moved over to believe was when there wasn't a lot of hope. There right, was not right. a lot of hope. We did some podcasts where I came on and I was so triggered because I was looking around at these scumbags who guessed wrong about life and death. Yeah. They were guessing wrong about COVID. And then since then they got rewarded with big promotions and I'm going, Oh my God, what happened to society? And now people are, looking at Fauci's emails and making fun of an old man who was just a nothing but a great doctor and spent his whole life trying to save lives. And now they're trying. Hey, if you, if you could have somebody comb over thousands of emails and not oh, really find right? anything. No, no. If, if, with Fauci, there's not really anything in there, which is pretty amazing considering it's, it's personal emails. So if you can go through that and not really find anything, he must be a good guy. Oh, me and you are one of the only two people left in the media who don't make fun of old people. We don't call Joe Sippy Cup Joe, and we don't put up graphics of Fauci and make fun of an elderly man. There's just been a lot of that going on, but you know, it seems to be the fair game, you know. The, and, and quite uh, during we got our, our culture as we grew up, being mm -hmm. contemporaries that we are, got more polite about words we would use to describe people over the years, and words that we, and I say we as a culture, stopped using to describe people. With blacks and uh, and Latinos and gays, etc., we got kinder when it came to our language, but it hasn't included the old. Yeah, I, again, yeah. We, we like dignity and respect for all others. And I yes. got a three-year-old dad and eighty-one-year-old mom, and I just have so much respect. Yeah, we have parents people. Biden's age. I mean, so come yeah, on. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm surprised when people. My friend, whose mom does have dementia makes fun of joe biden and, and claiming biden has dementia and, and my mother has dementia and his mother he knows what it sounds like and looks like a guy that sits down and talks about facts and figures and foreign leaders and spews all the stuff that you it's just not fair because especially for the it's not fair to say especially if you've got and it's hypocritical to say if you've got someone in your family who really does suffer from that you know what it looks like and you know what it doesn't can you do me a favor and remind me something please sure uh, today was June 3rd and it was 107. Okay, so let me stop for a second. Okay, because I'm used to it. I live out here. I have right. great air conditioning and I got a great. Okay, I'm not being pompous. I mean, I worked right. my whole life. What am I? What do I have? I don't drive a Rolls Royce. No, you don't. don't. You know why you don't drive a Rolls Royce? Because you had to put in new air conditioning. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't have a. I don't have a condo in Paris. I have great right. air conditioning. I got a beautiful pool, and I was in the pool today and. It was like bath water and it's 107 
And I say to myself every year, right around June 1st, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. It's like the quiet movie too. It's like, <laughs> leave, leave. Like, you know, you need to get out of here. Right. And my bosses are like, Hey, when do you want to take vacation? I don't know. I'll get back to you. My wife's like, the kids are going back to school and college in August. You need some time off there. Uh, this, I'm looking at myself and I'm sitting outside and my dog is in the shade. And I'm like, holy shit, am I going to spend another summer here? It's 107, which doesn't feel like 107. 107 feels like 95. Right. I'll always add 10 or 11 degrees because we have no humidity out here. Yep. But we're going to 110 by the weekend. And, and please... Let me come to you on the beach of Los Angeles. Oh yes, it's not that it's, yeah, it's not that hot here. It's great. Although if it ever does get up late, it's so funny you mentioned that because every once in a while, and I'm not feeling motivated, I have someone drop me off a few hour, a few miles from home, and I'll run back home. And plus, I can run in the sun, get some good sun, get some good vitamin D. And last year, when we were having an incredible heat wave, I didn't pay attention to the temperature. It felt hot. <laughs> you had a big heat wave I, last year in LA. I forgot yeah, that. Yeah, got Wait. dropped off in Pasadena, and I looked at my phone. I said, "God, it feels hot today." It was 105. I said, "Oh my God, I never would have done this." I got three miles to go. So you're right. When it's a dry 105, sometimes it only feels like 93, and then you get you shouldn't find yourself outside. I didn't, so I didn't run in the sun that day. I walked slowly. Life is short. It really is short. And one of the things that I, I know, but I haven't been good at is you got to stop and, and take some time off. Yeah. And I, I want to do that more. I'm just in a cycle now where I can't do it, but this is like the month or two I can do it. And I, you want to do it for a lot of different reasons, but you know, life gets in the way. It even gets in the way of vacation. It gets yeah. in the way of seeing family. I've had some really big discussions with my family about getting together and how you're going to do it and taking things for granted. And all yeah. of my nieces and nephews, a lot of them are graduating from college. They're graduating from college and getting their first jobs. And it takes effort, man. You know, it takes effort to get on an airplane and go see people. And it takes effort. And it, and it used to take less effort. And then a pandemic came along and then and try renting a car. Uh, Cause I'm going back to see my, I'm going back to upstate New York, going back to see family in, uh, Rockville, Maryland, uh, my college roommate. Uh, it, it's very seldom this happens in life, JT. You know, you never know the last time you're going to see somebody, but sometimes you do. And with my college roommate, it's going to be the last time I see him. Why is he's that? Been, uh, because he's had cancer and it's been oh, a, a the thing that's been keeping him alive and quite happy is a phenytoyl patch and Oxycontin, but it's been years. And every time he kills a tumor, another tumor pops up. And it's, uh, you know, he got together recently with his doctor, a couple of days ago, this doctor, and they came to the conclusion, yes, no more. Yeah. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to pop up, you know, stop, fly to Washington, stop in Philadelphia, which I hadn't planned on, but I have to see the roomie. And, and go to upstate New York and see my mother for the first time since March, since the pandemic. And March uh, of here, it, March of last year. Yeah. And so here's a couple of catches. The 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 rent a car companies sold all their cars. Oh yeah, I know that. I know. So that. now, so that so I I there is if you go to auto slash dot com, you put in what you're going to pay, and it was five hundred when I started. I'm now down into the threes. What they do is they constantly look for you 
over and over and over and find you a better deal. Then you book the better deal and then they look again and then you book the new deal and you look again and then they book it. And so that's great. I'm down into the threes, but still it's, that's more than my, my flight was. A couple interesting things here too about that within that story. My college roommate and I were political science majors. And Professor Johnson always had great classes. We forgot how boring he was, but the names of the classes always pulled us back in. And then we had this boring professor. But it was like presidential elections or something. And so, oh, wow, we might, you know, it sounds easy. And it was. Uh, and he assigned us both a 30 page paper. I had to write a 30 page paper on Gary Hart. And Saul. But and Saul monkey had to write a th the boat monkey business. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. It was before that. And my college roommate had to write a book on uh, a 30 book. Yeah, right. A 30 page paper seemed like a book when you're that young on Joe Biden. And Gary Hart was really wonky and he predicted the entire future correctly about high tech, high touch and just, you know, industry and factories are, are on the way out. We have to look to the future. He was completely right about everything, but it was real wonky. As you know, I'm not wonky. I like people. Joe Biden was the people guy. So it was really interesting. He fell in love with Gary Hart and I fell in love with Joe Biden because Joe Biden was the people person. You know, I had the tragedy and the trauma and I had a trauma as a young boy with my dad dying, et cetera, that I could relate to Joe. He was from Pennsylvania, where all my Irish relatives were from. So it's really cool that this year, too, we ha we had a new bond this past year because I just always cheered for Joe Biden because I learned everything about Joe Biden from my college roommate, Saul, who is now dying. Wow, that's yeah. really heavy. Thanks for yeah. sharing that. That's uh, really special um, just to not make it about me, but it will sound <laughs> yes. like it. Right. Uh, a rent-a-car topic. Yes. I always, we're going back to Canton, Ohio for Tom Flores' induction. Do you have to? Yeah, it's yeah. a big deal. Charles Woodson, and I got a lot, of, I'm going to have a lot to say about that later in the summer. And we're renting a car too, and I guess it's not that bad in Cleveland. We'll fly through Cleveland. I've never enjoyed the process of renting a car for two reasons. Number one, I always, you always put your credit card down. That's one of the main reasons I got American Express Platinum. Mm -hmm. At American Express, when I was very young, at like 22, I had the American Express, and then I got the gold card, and I was so proud of that. <laughs> I'm so proud. I had an American Express gold card, and I always love to tell the people when I put that American Express card down at the rental car when they try to sell me on the insurance. Right. I go, no, 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 no. I got that card. And they go, what? But right. I go, I don't want any of your insurance. I have this card for that insurance. But the other thing is, I like to drink when I travel, as you know. Right. So when I rent a car, I'm always pissed off when I go up to the person to rent the car because I always am trying to figure out as my wife's standing in the corner. Oh, my God, I'm renting the car, but I don't want to drive it. You know, the only time I ever want to drive the rent a car is when I'm leaving the rental car dealership, because right. whenever I get to the destination I'm at. As you know, wherever I am in life, I want to drop the keys off and never touch the keys okay. and have beers on the beach <laughs> and have wine at dinner yeah. and have after hours and never have to get in the car. And I feel like it's just clicking, 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 money, money, money as oh it's in the parking lot. Yeah, and there's a lot. My brother, as you know, is a consumer advocate yes. and, uh, and, and and retired at 42 because he knew how to save money in every single way there is. And that's how I found Auto Slash. So it's a free plug for Auto Slash. But also uh, several other things. Yeah, usually with your own. I have State Farm Insurance. I have Mary at State Farm Insurance, and she. I and state my State Farm Insurance covers me when I'm in a rental car. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people waste a lot of money 
with uh, paying for gas ahead of time to fill it because it's they charge a, it, there's a, a lot of ways and the whole thing with insurance no you have your own insurance you can use your own insurance for a rental car so don't let them get you for any of that and your card usually covers it too my visa card covers it absolutely drive safe everybody don't drink and drive don't drive fast don't drive through yellow lights don't get into problems on the road take it easy you'll eventually get there that's a good podcast yeah yeah it was. it's well, a really good podcast <laughs> it really is i mean i i think it's a great podcast if i wouldn't be doing it with you i'd be telling you let's let's go yeah radio yeah yeah oh, i know yeah i know i know your patience I, I, level i, I, I know really think it's a good podcast i really do i do too because this kind of uh well we're both interested in everything and good talk shows don't grow on trees yes and as we're is, not recording now as you hit uh no recording okay um this guy that jt and looney podcast powered by bet online thanks for listening to the whole damn thing Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.